my wheels on fire and do a jump. At night, it could be quite spectacular, don't you think? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Feeling good, Lewis? Those 80s kids remember. Welcome to Those 80s Kids Remember. I am Andy. I'm Brian. I'm Craig. And I'm Rusty. Welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to take a look back at hair metal bands. And I know we've we've taken a look back at them before, but this time we're going to kind of do a twist and um, kind of throw in some where are they now uh, facts. So we're going to take a look at that and then um, where they may stand present day. So we're not going to go through a whole lot of bands. We all kind of picked a, uh, one or two that we were going to talk about uh, as long as time permits. And I'm going to get things going with who I think is more or less the godfathers, if that's a, a, an appropriate term to use for um, hair metal bands. And in my opinion, I think that is Twisted Sister. Does anybody have any um, thing to say otherwise on that? What do you Twisted want Sister. to do with your life? <laughs> yeah. I think I think they were kind of like the the front runners or the the pioneers in the quote unquote hair metal phenomena. <laughs> they 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 more or less kind of kick started that whole thing. I think didn't they? Yeah. I mean, there were some several bands in L.A. that were, were followed suit afterwards. But yeah, I think Twisted Sister was one of the first yeah. ones, if if not if not the first big name to don the heavy makeup and all that shit. Right, and I think they kind of take they took what was known as glam rock yeah um in the later 70s kind of early 80s and and put their own twist on it yeah there you go and and then you know we were presented with they, with hair metal bands so, so um i thought that was kind of um they went a point to bring up about them what's that they're the first uh, i was just gonna say they're the first hair metal band i was aware of because of their cameo in peewee's big adventure oh yeah. my god that's right yes, yes. I don't yeah. remember them being in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It's been a long, oh, long time since I I've just, seen that. I movie. just saw that movie on the big screen with my daughter about two weeks ago. Well, there you go. <gasps> there you go. Yeah, awesome. Fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, you know, with, with the MTV generation, it was very much in, in your face right there. It was like not quite had seen anything like that Um leading up to it i don't think so it would, they had quite the shock factor and and a lot of they are they well they're twisted sister are they just really really ugly women or, no. or what's going on here there was a boy bit of that would they and wouldn't they be holy shit! oh my god like yeah. the ugliest god um, i think so so yeah they had that going for them and then i think they're big two two big I, I couldn't name any other songs that they did other than We're Not Gonna Take It and um, I Wanna Rock are pretty much the only songs that I know by Twisted Sister. Those are the two biggins, yeah. Yeah, and they were huge um, back then. <clears throat> they they the also did. Were definitely on heavy rotation. They also did a remake of uh, Leader of the Pack in 1985. Oh my God, oh, they, they did. did. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because uh, We're Not Gonna Take It came out first and yeah. I want to rock came out next right afterwards. And both of them were from stay hungry in 1984. Okay. Mm -hmm. They had been around for yeah. quite a while before that. Um, they originally, let me see. They were the band silver star. They were formed in 1972. 
Yeah, they they had gone through a lot <laughs> of um of renamings and, and regroupings. Um they were kind of a they, they glam band. They were like a early seventies yeah. glam band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Along the lines of the sweet. Sweet I've never heard and Mata Hoople. Heaven either. The sweet? Huh, okay. The guys yeah. who, the guys who sang uh Fox on the Run and Ballroom Blitz. Okay. Oh and Little Willie. Sweet. Okay, all right. I didn't know that was the name of that band. Okay. Didn't know who that was either. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the sweet. By the way, does Dee Snyder scare the living shit out of anybody else? <laughs> you mean I like mean, his makeup and everything? With, with or without makeup? With or even without makeup? It's a scary yeah, dude. Yeah, he's a pretty gnarly looking dude there. He's an imposing presence. He's got to be about 6'8". Good Lord, he looks tall. Yeah, very shit. tall. Yeah. He's very, lanky. he's very entertaining on the radio, too. Yes, he is. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and D, let's see, there was um, D, there's JJ, there's um, JJ French, Eddie Fingers. Dino Mike. Oh, I can't even oh not that JJ. <laughs> JJ Walker. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, Picturing JJ. So out of, out of, and AJ, AJ Perry, out of all of the band members, um, I think D is the one that there really is anything to report anything on as far as where are they now. Um, I didn't really find much about any of the band, other band members, but yeah, D um, did some radio. He was a radio personality. He was from 99 until 03. The House of um, Hair. Radio in Hart, Hartford, Connecticut. What's does he, that? Does he still do the House of Hair? That was this radio I, show I remember. It was a syndicated radio show, the D. Snyder's House of Hair. I am not sure. Um, I did see a little bit about that, but what I was reading, it really wasn't um, um, definitive if it was still happening or not. Okay. Um, it mentioned that there was there, but it didn't say if it was still active. Well, a lot of but he uh, was on. He was on the radio in Philly from '04 to '05. D. Snyder, when they were in their like MTV, we're not going to take it prime, kind of has a resemblance to uh, Glenn Close in uh, in uh, <laughs> Fatal Attraction. You think so? Like if you put a whole shit ton of makeup on Glenn Close, yeah. <laughs> you can probably make that happen. You can make that happen. Sure. I'm not going to be ignored. I could see him. <laughs> I could see him boiling a rabbit. Yeah. Not going to ignore me, Dan. He also has done um, some voiceover work uh, for video games, and he was <clears throat> okay. Gall Ackerson or Akron in uh, a Jack and Dexter video game, and then he was also the voice of Angry Jack in the SpongeBob movie. Mm, okay, I saw that, but yeah, Angry Jack, I, I wouldn't be able to place the character. But he's also done um, various TV uh, hosting appearances. They had his own reality series in 2010, Growing Up Twisted on A&E. Vaguely remember this. I don't know if any of you, but probably taken along the lines of the Gene Simmons family jewels and the um, Aussie. Oh, sure. Um, if they figured if they could do it, I can do it kind of thing. Right. So he did. Um, I don't think it lasted very long. <laughs> no. no. He was also... Um, in a episode of Celebrity Wife Swap. Dear God. Um, really? Yeah, he swapped with Flavor Flaves. Um, oh God. That's when you know Beyonce. that's when you know you've made it. Things have really yeah. taken off for you at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. hitting peak, you're hitting peaks and valleys now, man. Wow. And that was in 2010. And then of course in 2012, 
he was on Celebrity Apprentice. D. Oh my God, I remember that. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. I'll be damned. So huh. yeah, so various acting gigs, and um, it was announced this past May that um, he has a solo album, "Leave a Scar," I think is the title of it, which was actually, from what I read, just released um, on July thirtieth. Oh, this year. So he's okay. still out there doing stuff. <clears throat> and the only other member of the band that I could really find anything on was JJ um, French. He is actually a, uh, a business writer, if you can believe that one. Uh, he writes a column for Inc.com and uh, he's got a book out this year <laughs> called Twisted Business and uh, does some uh, other magazine writing and stuff like that. So strange turns i guess a career can make where you're um a business writer i guess he's really mm-hmm. got that business acumen going right but yeah so writer. how many members do they have the, in their how many members in their band <clears throat> well they've kind of like rotated it through a lot <clears throat> that happens um, yep but i kind of just focused on who was in the band at the time of uh the stay hungry stay album hungry, was released yeah. They they very much uh, a very an earlier picture of them from back in the seventies. They very much remind me of the New York Dolls. Oh, I can see that. Sure, mm-hmm. I can kind of yeah. see that. Big yeah. time. That's where Twisted Sister is today. And that's what they're doing now. Okay. And Dee Snyder's pretty much the only guy anyone knows out of that band, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that so, anybody actually knows any of the other members. I don't know that the other members of the band even know who else is in the band other than Dee Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Never oh, I'm in this band? Wait, right. yeah, I formally met. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, that's that group Dee Snyder's in, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so I you, also dude. chose... Two bands. I told. I chose two bands. I'm gonna just talk about one to start out here with, uh, and I'm gonna talk about the one that I actually like, um, mm-hmm. and that's uh, Motley Crue. Hmm. I actually kind of like them. I think I actually like them. I'm coming to the realization that I don't hate them as much as I thought I did, or I had convinced myself that I did back in the '80s. Yeah. A big moment. Yeah. A it was a moment of clarity. <laughs> I can get behind you on that. I think probably I'm in the same boat. I mean, I still don't really like them. But I, I don't like them as much as I didn't like them before. I think I kind of have since well, have, when you look, grown when a you look respect at, for them. Yeah, and when you look at some of the other <laughs> bands around that same time, other glam metal bands and what they were doing, their songs, and I'm just talking about the songs themselves, mm-hmm. um, Motley Cruz was just a little bit better. I mean, Kickstart My Heart's a pretty cool song. Home Sweet Home's not bad. Uh, you know, Looks to Kill, uh, stuff like that. Dr. Feel Good, Girls, Girls, Girls. Those are those smoking in the boys' drum. Those are kind of cool songs. Yeah. Um, Solid they, list. Yeah, it is. Uh, and they had a lot of hits. I mean, they had a lot of songs. Um, and even more debauchery and, and, and hedonism than they did songs. But good God. Yeah. Right? Um, that's what I think of when I think of Motley <coughs> Crue is the, uh, the, the offstage stuff. Yeah. Because I remember watching I remember watching videos when I was a kid and I'd be like 15 or 16 watching these videos thinking god this is what rock and roll is this is what they do is this the yeah. norm is this with every band is this all you have to do with being in a band 
<laughs> because it was just it was just nuts. I mean, girls getting their chests signed and their asses signed with sharpies and stuff. I mean, just the most ridiculous stuff I've ever seen in my life. But that was Absolutely. Motley Crue. I mean, they partied like fucking crazy. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Exactly. And, yeah. and Vince Neil and, and Vince Neil killed a guy and and served like three weeks in jail for it. Yes, he sure did. Yeah. He Trump that driving. was that was at the top of their heyday too. They were doing really well yeah. at the time. That was um, that was where he that wrote was mid. That was mid eighties. Yeah, because he yeah. wrote "Home Sweet Home" when he was in jail. Right. So, and that was yeah, like I said, that was in the midst of their heyday, man. And when that happened, the band, everybody in the band, kind of rallied around him and supported him on all that stuff because no, because they had not disbanded at that point. But that was a really serious fucking accident, and it's really weird that Vince Neil today is involved in motorsports and in two, the early two thousands started race car driving. Oh, no wow. shit. Yeah, I guess that he thought that that was a good catalyst for a racing career. So, yeah. <laughs> killing, <that's>, killing, <laughs> killing, killing sure. the drummer uh, of right. Han- yeah. Hanoi Rocks. Make sure it's not nothing in like vain. Fatali- nothing like a fatality accident to get you going somewhere. <clears throat> well, right. I, I mean, when you hear the story <clears throat> of that accident, too, I mean, they were, they were behind the wheel going somewhere to get more liquor. They had been partying yeah. for like two straight days or something like that. You right. know, they were they were obviously drunk. They were, you know, probably coked to the gills, too, I would imagine. Oh, sure. And who, and who knows what else, you know. And they freaking, what, what were they, in a Ferrari or something they like that? They were in a Ferrari, they yeah. Uh-huh. Freaking crashed the thing. And Vince Neil spends, like, I don't know, not even 30 days in jail. Right. That says paroled, paroled after serving 15 days. 15? 15 wow. days. Oh, God. shit. So it was two weeks. Oh my God! It wasn't even as much as I thought it was. Wow! And if he, if he penned "Home Sweet Home" while in jail, I think he got way more out of it than anybody <laughs> could possibly get out of jail. You know what I mean? The most popular ballad of their career. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, if geez. if not of all like uh, heavy metal them, um, one of the <laughs> one of the most popular and well known ballads of, this of is, the, the, the whole genre. The thing that's different about Motley Crue, as opposed to say Twisted Sister or some of the other band, metal glam bands, is that all four members are, are really pretty prominent members. They're all well known. Yeah. Everybody knows yeah. Nick Mars. Everybody knows Nicky Six. Vince Tommy, Neal, Lee. Tommy Lee. Yeah. Tommy Lee yeah. and his and his third appendage. Big, big yeah. Python Wiener. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows about the Python Wiener and all that stuff. And 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 Tommy Lee struggled with well more than just a Python Wiener. He struggled with heroin. Um, Nikki, for a great Nikki deal of his big career. time too. Oh, Mickey, too. Oh, wow. Major, major. Yeah. He freaking killed actually, him. He freaking killed himself and came back yeah, to he life. He died. He died. Totally for, yeah. He was dead for a good maybe five, six, seven minutes uh, and was able to come back. They revived him. But yeah, he actually died. And he did a book in the 2000s. I can't remember what year it came out. Early 2000s about heroin and his life, uh, you know, with drugs and addiction and all that stuff. So he's cleaned up. They have managed to stay together to an extent. Over the years, Motley Crue has swapped out members like crazy. Uh, Tommy mm-hmm. Lee, Tommy Lee has he left the band probably I don't know twice. I think he left in the mid nineties. He left in the late eighties. He left again and he left like three times. And they replaced him with a chick at one point, Samantha Maloney, uh, with another chick, Sophia Tufa, at one point. Um, and there were some other members in there that were kind of swapped out depending on what you know you know this band member or that band oh. member was going through well vince uh, neil i remember leaving in the early 90s because he came out yep, with a solo disc right yeah 
and then they got a guy to replace him for a while. And then Vince came back. Vince had gained some weight. He didn't look the same. He didn't sound the same. Um, it got kind of hard to listen to. I don't know, Craig. What do you think as far as listening to once they once they started doing I, stuff again? I don't know. I didn't hear any I, of it after. I, th- I thought it was yeah. difficult to listen after to. nineteen ninety or so. Yeah. I didn't hear any of it. <laughs> I. I well, do remember yeah. they had a very entertaining behind the music, though. Oh, extremely. Very yeah. entertaining. Yeah. For like yeah, Nikki well, Six talking about. I watched that last about, night. It was great. Nikki Six talking about when he when he died and came back and then uh, went home and decided to do some more heroin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was bad. Like, you freaking lunatic, man. <laughs> yeah. But they were on top of the world for a while, man. I mean, they had hits to oh, yeah. go along with it. I mean, some of the other bands, their songs really sucked. Uh, but these guys actually had some decent songs, uh, and they definitely had some big hits and huge albums. And they sold out, I mean, arena after amphitheater, you know, on a nightly basis every fuck, fucking week they played. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is weird to see that the guys have actually tried to stay together to an extent. I think they toured last around 2000 and I don't know, 2010 and beyond. I think they got back together for a small tour. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett Michaels apparently talked to Brett Michaels of poison. Of course, Brett Michaels talked to Vince Neil about it. And Vince Neil had just completed the tour and said he was done. And Brett was like, no, you guys will get out there in three months and do it again. And Vince Neil was like, no, dude, we're fucking done. I'm done. Really? Man. Yeah. So I don't know what brought about all that. But uh, apparently not the best of reunions, I guess, overall, as far as success rate for the the boys at Motley Crue. So, yeah. Yeah, Um, I can see that. And they're all working on solo stuff now. I mean, uh, Tommy Lee uh, now has, um, what are they called? Something of Mayhem. Um, It's a rap metal band that he's, like, founded. And that's (laughs) his thing now. That's what he does. Yeah. He's got projects coming out. Nick Mars had a, a solo project that he released. Um, Dude, I mean, Nick again, Mars. this is stuff no one listens to. Mick Mars was right. Mick Mars was <laughs> absolutely terrifying looking in that behind the music man. Oh, I think so too. God, he looked well, like the devil. The he's quite a bit older. Than he's the rest older. Of the yeah, he's the rest of the group. He was easily the oldest member of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I, he I sure think was. he was like. He's got some sort of disease. I don't remember which one, but he's got you he's got something. They've all got that something. Causes him. Well, no, he's the one who did not party, from what I understand, in that band. He, he because because of his illness or whatever, um, he goes through he a like, great deal of pain um, yeah. daily. I guess chronic pain um, he suffers from because of uh, his condition. Yeah, I think but he still does that for- shit. Nick, yeah, Mick Mars, I think it was a little bit different because he did his heroin, I think, for the most part, by himself. He was kind of a solo get-fucked-up guy, stay-fucked-up guy, but he wasn't oh, as yeah. much into the party scene as the other guys were, no. Yeah, yeah. He was so a little I think more, that's kind of the difference there. A little yeah. more introverted. Right. Yeah. Still incredibly self-destructive. I mean, with the, Christ, you're talking about fucking heroin. Um, yeah. But, you know, as far as uh, engaging oh, with fans like the others did, a little bit different. This illness he had, yeah. He had a hip replacement surgery in 04. The illnesses caused his lower spine to seize up and freeze completely solid, causing scoliosis in his back. Jeez. Yeah. He was a three. You're not going to take a, a stab at the, at the pronunciation on it? 
No. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Achillusing spondylitis. Spondylitis. Perfect. It's perfect. Spondylitis. <laughs> Sounds good to me. He's three inches shorter than he was in high school now. Is Damn. he really? Because of his because of that shit with his back. Because of the condition? Really? Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. And I, from what I understand, I don't know. There's that movie, The Dirt, um, on Netflix um, about the band. That is the right one, right? Yeah. Yes. Because that okay. was the book. Yeah. I get my hair metal bands confused sometimes, so I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and by the way, they, you know what? That's entertaining stuff. For anyone who hasn't seen, like, say, that or maybe the behind the music of Motley Crue, it is incredibly well done. It's, it's interesting shit. Yeah. It really is. And I, I never knew... At what point Vince Neil had some real fucked up shit happen um, to him in his life after, um, you know, the band, after they got big. I mean, he, oh, he had some dying. rough shit go on. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of tragedies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his daughter so, died not too long before that Behind the Music was filmed. Mm-hmm. I think she had cancer or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Pretty sad. Nikki Six also does radio now. He does radio hosting stuff like that. Uh, so I mean, they, they, like I said, they've all got their own things that they're they're into. Nikki Six is the one who wrote the Heroin Diaries, um, a year in the life of a shattered rock star. So, you know, I mean, it's interesting. There's a lot of interesting stories within that band. Yeah. Um, started in the early '80s in LA, and you know, like I said, they were on top of the fucking very world LA. Yeah. Oh yeah, God, as LA as it fucking gets. Mm-hmm. And it was earlier this year, I think, that uh, Vince Neil wasn't he trying to go back out on tour in Houston? Yes. Oh. Right. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> not good. He's like no. he's like three hundred pounds now, and yeah. Well, yeah. he had to he and had he to leave the sing. stage. He's like, sorry, folks, can't do it. Yeah. And then left the stage. Right. Yep, I remember that. It, well, you know, it's it's if you look at it on like Wikipedia list, you know whatever year to present, whatever year to present. So they are mm-hmm. actively still considered a band. They're yeah. considered still together right now. They haven't recorded anything in maybe a few, maybe four or five years, haven't done a tour in maybe four or five years, but they are still considered together. Whether they're going to get together and actually play live again is, remains to be unseen. We don't know. Right. But, right. but, you know, but like I said, all the guys are doing, are doing solo projects that no one's listening to. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> But, you know, that happens in those bands. But, God, you know, you can only rock like that for so long. Jesus Christ. Exactly. It catches now. up with you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's going to catch up with you hard it, and it fast. Catch up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just makes me wonder, um, is that the lead singer of, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, Thin Lizzy. Oh, Remember sure. that guy? I mean. Yes. He died. From his substance abuse. Like back in what 1980 something, I just sitting there thinking, how bad was he with his oh, with know. his substance abuse to kill himself that to early? Die. Yeah. When you consider <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's something else. When you consider the people that are still alive, Phil Lanot yeah, was wow. the guy's name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nikki Six, by the way, also has his own band. Six AM. Ah! Clever. Yeah. Yeah. Very clever. <laughs> <laughs> they they've recorded some. They've done a few tours. I mean, nothing major. They really they haven't hit mainstream popularity or anything like that. But 
that's kind of what he has going on. Uh, still making Tom, music. Yeah, and still, yeah, but still making music. And Tommy Lee released an album, I think maybe it's been four or five years probably. Um, the, the, see, I don't know. It looked kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know. He's a drummer. What's a drummer going to do for me on a fucking solo album? I don't, I don't know. I, I, that's interesting right. to me. Yeah. Um, does, <laughs> I mean, does he sing? I mean, we all know he drums and he's got the big python, but does he sing? You know, I don't know. He's going to take like so, all um, of their hit songs and all of the other music is going to be taken out except for the drums. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Just, the, just the drum line there. <laughs> but in a nutshell, that's Motley Crue, and that's what they're doing now. So, awesome. you know, it, it's one of those bands, like I said, they're still listed as being together right now. So, yeah. Know, they, and it's, you know, it's core members. They've got their original members. You know, like I said, they, they, uh, they swapped out members quite a bit um, in, in the history of that group, especially with Tommy Lee taking off at least three or four times uh, mm-hmm. for, for multiple years. Uh, they, and they replaced him and kept going. Vince Neil, like Craig alluded to earlier, uh, stepped down after a while. They replaced him. So, you know, but now they're back with the core members and they're, you know, they're doing it when they can. But it doesn't sound like they, they are doing it successfully. And it doesn't sound like they all like doing it, really, oh. uh, as far as getting back <laughs> right. together. Yeah, right. it sounds uncomfortable. It does. Yeah. Oh. They sound tired. They're banned under duress. Yeah, they do. They sound tired. tired. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they need. They need a nap. <laughs> yeah, it's nap time. Yeah. Well, you're not kids anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, Craig. What do you got? Uh, let me see here. Uh, originally, I suppose these guys wouldn't have really been considered a hair band in the beginning, but they kind of. They, they kind of turned into, uh, I guess, like a like a, a, a hair pop band. Uh, okay. Def Leppard. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you had, originally you had, um, how early did On Through the Night come up? Um, that was like 1980 or something, wasn't it? Well, they were also, from, they're also from England. Yeah. Which kind of, I think, um, uh, backs up your point of that they didn't start that way, but they kind of ended that way probably because they were heavily influenced. I don't want to say musically or anything like that, but in the the style needed to succeed at that time in America. I'm using air quotes while I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> they kind of had to transition that way a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because they were, in the beginning, they were just a loud a loud rock group. Yeah. You know, with uh, On Through the Night and uh, High and Dry, which had their first big hit was Bringing on the Heartbreak off of High and Dry. And then in, I believe, 1984, they dropped the big bomb on everybody. Oh, what's that? Pyromania. Pyromania. Oh, right. Yes. With Photograph. Photograph, Rock of Ages. Rock of sure. Ages, uh, Foolin', Rock, Rock Till You Drop. Yeah. It's like, if, if you like Very a couple rock of centric. those... If you like a couple of those songs on that album, you're in luck. Pretty much everything sounds just exactly like every other song on it. <laughs> right. True. Well, and then, okay, so you mentioned Pyromania. Um, was Hysteria next? Yeah, but it didn't come out until three years later. Came out in 87, yeah. That's incredibly pop. Yeah, it was. Um, 
Yeah. If you if you take away the look, if you take away all of the the hype and what what they're you know pretending to be, which is this, the, this hardcore metal band, and you mm-hmm. listen to the music, those are pop songs, man. Mm-hmm. Some of them pretty damn good ones. Love Bites is a cool song. I like it. It went number one here. I mean, it's uh, you know, Pour Some Sugar on Me is incredibly pop. Uh, so not your typical metal band for sure. Well, they had that time off. They look off. like it though. They yeah. had that time off after uh, after Rick Allen lost his arm on what was yeah. it? New, oh, Year, yeah. New Year's Eve in '84. Mm-hmm. I think that happened. right. Yeah, because like they actually, I found out on their behind the music, they actually reattached the thing, and yeah. like, and he was oh, like, really? and he was moving his hands and everything, but then all of a sudden something went wrong. And then he and then he lost it. They had to wow. They had to take it back off again. It's like Jesus, what a roller coaster! No shit. How oh did how did he lose it? How did he lose it in the first place? Car accident. Yeah, they were coming Ooh. around a corner too fast, and another vehicle was coming around the corner all of a sudden. And yeah, I guess I think the seatbelt strap took his arm off. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, ended, I mean, ultimately ended up. I mean, playing with him, yeah. Again, you know, I yeah. Mean, he became their drummer again, basically. That's a, he. Yep. He told him he's like, I'm, I'm still the drummer of this group. You know, I'm right. gonna be, I'm still gonna be the drummer. And they're like, Oh yeah, take off. You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> take off, you sod. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you only got one fucking arm. Oh, yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> the hell do you mean you're a drummer? Yeah, that's like he did it though. Who was that? Yes, he did. There was like an alternative group in the 90s who had a song where they, in the middle of it, they kept repeating, the drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm. The drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm. I don't remember who it was, though, or what the song was. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> a friend of mine had that on, on disc. Does not ring any bells. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> but like, and, yeah. like Andy said, he, he did it. He kept it going. He kept going. going. He, he, he remained he the drummer of the band. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So good for him. That's awesome. Yeah. I I still like the song Animal off of uh, Hysteria, too. It's a cool song. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't stand any of it. I just hated Def Leppard. I just hated Def Leppard. I hated the way they looked because I wasn't in the metal at that time. But after a while... So I much started... hair and denim. It's all just... Yeah. It's <laughs> hair, hair I mean, denim. no makeup, right. but it's denim. hair and denim. Yep. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So many uh, hairs. After after a after a while after a while I started like tuning out the the look and going these guys aren't heavy metal this is pop that I'm listening to here man oh sure this is total pop they look metal but this is pop that I'm hearing yeah yeah they were yeah I mean even even some of the stuff on pyromania like photograph photographs a pop oh photographs extremely pop photograph is a pop song it's just it's dressed up with kind of a a hard guitar yeah, sound. A little metal backing, sure. Yeah, and then uh, Hysteria was huge. They were all over MTV left and right for two years with that freaking thing. Oh, yeah. Like, pour some sugar on me that summer of 88. You couldn't get away from that damn song. Yeah. It was number one on the top ten video countdown every day for like two months straight that summer. Really, not even that good of a song. It's just- no, it's like whatever they came on MTV it was like, uh, 
I remember I remember we were in the car with my mom <laughs> one time, and my mom, who likes everything music-wise, all of a sudden she just like looks at us and she goes, "What is so great about this song? <laughs> I just don't understand it." Right. And we were like, "Come on, it's let's pour some sugar on me. Everybody knows it's awesome." <laughs> Come on. It's like that hive mindset, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, everybody else likes it. So I like it, too. You know? Right. I, you know, I just I remember being like, say, 14, 15, 16 years old and coming home to closet watch bands because my brother didn't get home. My older brother didn't get home uh, like an hour after me. I think he stayed up there learning and doing stupid shit like that. But <laughs> I came home and I watched MTV and, you know, I was a closet fan of Leopard. For whatever reason, their songs kind of stuck with me. Yeah. And I had I would have never told anyone this, but yeah, <laughs> because I was I was I was a, I was a member of the like Depeche Mode, you know, the Cure crowd. Oh, that, uh, that okay. was that, that was my you. crowd. So I, I had to be you. a closet fan of Def Leppard and a closet fan of you know Cindy Lauper. She Bop was another big one for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love nice. that goddamn song. <laughs> I just loved it. Is that about her masturbating? Yeah. Is it? I believe so. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I just, I didn't know if that was true or if that was just a rumor. Oh no, started. it's totally true. But apparently, Def Leppard now, um, I believe they had a tour that was going to go on with a couple of other groups like Motley Crue and somebody else, but then it got called off. Well, I know they they uh, they're, they're supposed to have toured with Poison, I think, at one point. Uh, Motley Crue and Poison. They have, uh, oh, it got postponed due to the pandemic. No, Jeff Leppard, okay. Motley Crue, Poison, and Joan Jett. Really? Well, I'd go see Joan Jett. Wow. <laughs> sure. Mm. But yeah, that's what they're up right. to now. They're, they are still touring out there. They're doing the, uh, the, uh, nostalgia circuit. Casino. <laughs> the casino uh, circuit. I would see a show like that. That's, that's not <laughs> a bad line up there. That'd be a fun people watch, I bet. Sure. Oh, my God, yeah. Maybe throw in uh, um, Susie Quattro just for me. <laughs> to, to, just make, make everything full balance. But, yeah, that'd be a cool lineup, I think. <laughs> <laughs> gotta see something. If you're gonna see Joan Jett, Christ, give me fucking Leather Tuscadero, please. Leather. <laughs> leather. That's right. <laughs> Rusty, what you got? So, let's see. I went with, uh, I went with White Snake. Ah. Uh, which again, kind of like uh, Twisted Sister. I mean, David Coverdale kind of is just White Snake. Um, yeah. Which I and and I didn't realize this uh, just amusingly. Um, so after he left Deep Purple, his first album, solo album, was called White Snake. That's right. He was and in then, Deep uh, Purple. So he's super into white snakes, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. he likes snakes, but only the white ones. <laughs> I think so. Uh, and Something. then. Uh, and then uh, at first it was David Coverdale's White Snake was the name of the band. So this is very this is very like vanity project. But mm -hmm. um, and it was two words, White Snake. It wasn't White Snake, so it's completely um, different. Um, yes, White Snake. Yeah, White. A very snake. young David Coverdale is on the cover. You pretty much huh, wouldn't even wow. recognize it was him. Because on Wikipedia, it's got it all as one word. He looks more like Robert Plant almost. Well, I'll have to get to the bottom. See, I didn't. I didn't know Coverdale was with Deep Purple. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Interesting. Yeah, and apparently, as far as where are they now? It's um, they they recorded an album 
in was it 2017 that's called the Purple Album that's Deep Purple songs recorded by White okay. Snake. Kind of sure, oh. that's kind of cool. Circle. Ah. God, how old is Coverdale by now? 69. Oh, he's got to be up there, man. Is he really? Because wow. Oh. What did you 69. say? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Because they weren't they weren't kids when they when they released uh, White Snake in 1986 or 87, whatever that. No, was. they were like middle aged men <laughs> by that time. Hey, exactly. But, but hey, but hey, and, Coverdale like had all of these bands. Time catches up with you. It just does. But not all those guys had Tawny Catan. That's oh, when you, you say no. white steak, and that's all I think is like hair, David Coverdale, and Tonic Catane. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Grind, grinding <laughs> Those are like around. the members of the band. She was in, <laughs> she was in three yep. of their freaking videos. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. By the way, dead? Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Is she? Okay. Yeah. There were, it was a hoax death story at first. Uh, but then it was a like off and on death kind of thing. Like, okay, is she dead or is she fucking healthy or what's going on? And it turns out, yeah, she died. But somebody had oh, announced the death, I guess, a little prematurely, and it became, you know, a death, you know, you know, one of those death hoax things that are just ridiculous. I don't get that at all. By the yeah. way, I've never understood the death hoax and how anybody that was would this get. Year. It was, yeah, that's right. It was this year, yeah. I never understood really? how, how anybody could get any gratification out of doing something like that. That just seems insane. Oh, shit. Yeah. But yeah, and, and and then the report came out that yes, she's actually dead. So but God, hot. Jesus. Man, that she she, that's that's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, Coverdale was in his He was in his mid thirties by the time they came out with that big white snake album with Here I Go Again on it. God, here I go again. That's so recognizable. I mean, my God. Here I go again on my own. Uh-huh. Very pop, though. Again, one of those Who's bands that is like they look metal, but they're pop, man. Still of the night. Still of the night yeah. was that song where they were kind of they were ape and Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay, uh-huh. sure. Yeah, big time. Like with the guitar player playing the guitar with a bow and all that shit, you know. Well, and then eventually wow. the Coverdale Page collaboration. Yeah. To get even more Zeppelin. Just get a member of Zeppelin in there. Yep. <laughs> Any major death or drug shit going on there with Whitesnake? I don't know. It doesn't look like it. I mean, uh, you know, again, the band rotations throughout yeah, the years, yeah. David Coverdale being kind of the only real constant. It's weird, Rusty. I think you're right. I'm reading and reading and reading, and I'm not really seeing any of the... Uh, Similar stories, you know, like like there were, was with Miley Crew and and certainly Poison and some of the other bands. Uh, I'm not seeing any like drug overdoses or anything like that at all with White Snake. Nothing. Their hair is protecting. Them. They they kept yeah. it clean, man. Kept it clean. <laughs> On the straight edge. Well, maybe by the time they got that big, they were a little mature. They were a little more yeah, mature, true. as opposed to hitting that huge fame in their. In early twenties, uh, early twenties, yeah, yeah. Wow. right, right, right. You know, in Deep Purple, I don't know what they were up to. <laughs> it's pro- probably his, some shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, I think you're spell. right. I, I think I think you're right. I think uh, uh, the age thing has a lot to do with that. It really does. You've lived longer. You're wiser. You know, White Snake hit it a little bit late as far as age wise goes. 
Um, just some of these other bands, some of these other bands, Christ, they were 19, 20 years old when they started really hitting and making millions. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's that, that, that will always be a problem. Yeah. What else do you can do with that money? Right. When you're <laughs> Put it away from your yeah. retirement. What are you yeah. stupid? And people are throwing <laughs> millions of dollars at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, even, even like Def Leppard on their, uh, they're behind the music. It was, I think they, they showed a picture of their flat that they lived in when they were first starting to, you know, gain notoriety as a group and everything. And like half of their kitchen was taken up by empty bottles, yeah. <laughs> empty booze bottles. Lots of drinking. Yeah. Wow. And so White Snake broke for a bit in the 90s and then reformed in the 2000s and Theoretically, it was supposed to go on tour again in the pandemic. Curtailed uh, uh, that, but that recently they were so supposed to have toured. Yep, twenty twenty. Really? Okay. Wow, I didn't know. Interesting. That. I didn't either. That's cool. At damn near seven, seventy years old now, I guess. <laughs> Coverdale. Yeah, wow. he was. Bo- he was born in fifty one. That's just crazy. <clears throat> Fuck. Yeah, that's nuts. They just keep awesome. touring. It can't be stopped. Yep. Slide it in, slide it in. You watch a 70-year-old David Coverdale up there singing Slide It In. Yeah, at some point you gotta scale that shit back. See now no, now he's singing about getting a getting a a, a, an ass an ass cam, yeah. (laughs) Slide it in, slide it in. Something a little more age appropriate. <laughs> wow. Well, cool. Anything else you had about White Snake Rusty? I guess that's about it. They're not. There isn't a huge amount. They're not. They're not as exciting as like a Motley. Crew. Rusty wrote the book yeah. on White Snake. Played some songs. What was that? Rusty wrote the book on White Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Coming this fall. Well, um, I guess then another band that I had um, that I wanted to talk about also was Bon Jovi. Oh. Another huge band, um, definitely hair, oh, definitely God, yeah. hard rock metal. Not so much makeup, I don't think. Um, they weren't too much into that because you know um, the homegrown New Jersey boys don't don't float that way, I guess. But very much um, in the hair metal pop scene, um, and I hated them. They, <laughs> I hated all of the bands. I, you know, I have to put that blanket statement. I just at the time I hated them all. Could yeah. not stand them. Yeah. Um, and Bon Jovi, too, was definitely ones that I just could not. Because everybody just loved them and was, like, fawning all over John Bon Jovi. And oh, they like, got oh, too big. God. I know. Yeah. My sister. See, I, I, I was, like, in Duran Duran at that point in my life. So I, I just couldn't fit Bon Jovi in. Yeah, no. That, uh, I wasn't just wasn't going to have that. No. Yeah. <clears throat> that was definitely um, on the alt kind yeah. of side of music um, yes. at that yep. time. Yeah. My sister so, had slippery when wet and just oh yeah played it played it played it played it played it I just I got so sick of every song on that album. Yep. Oh god. I'm oh sure my god. Like yeah. Yeah. I I so like they had the their... song "Runaway." I still love the song <clears throat> yes. "Runaway." That song's and that cool. Was, that was their debut song, um, released in '84, and um, from their self-titled. They had a self-titled 
um, album. And then their second album in 85 was called 7,800 Degrees Fahrenheit. Yep. Which, if that makes any sense to anybody, I don't know. Um, but then Slippery When Wet was released in 86. And that was like, uh, it hmm. sold t- over 20 million copies. Had wow. three top 10 singles um, with You Give Love a Bad Name and Living on a Prayer. And then um, in 88, they released their fourth album titled New Jersey, um, which had bad medicine, yeah, bad medicine on it. <laughs> whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, uh, so fun. real quick, 78. The surprising thing is the melting point of rock. Oh my God, shut up. Is that what it is? <laughs> is it that really? Is so yeah, stupid. So. <laughs> Stupidly awesome. <laughs> that is so great that is so yeah. great that's like something that freaking spinal tap would have come up with it's i the, know it's the melting points of rock man it goes <laughs> yeah it goes to 11 <laughs> also bon jovi by the way also very bob oh yes time. yes absolutely you know as we talk about bands who appear to be metal or at least really hard rock are actually Really mainstream pop. They're kind of um, talking the talk, if you want to say, but not really walking the walk. I mean, exactly. they had the air, right. they had exactly. the leather, yep. they had the denim, yep. but they really weren't all there. But yeah, whatever, the that's kind of like splitting hairs, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they they've released a total of eleven albums since the nineteen eighties, and what was really surprising is that the majority of those albums um, uh, were released since two thousand. So they have nine albums that they released since the year 2000 and all of the wow, other ones were wow. released in the 80s and, and that's, I think one you know or what? two in the that's 90s. That's kind of impressive. It's crazy because no, I I don't think I've ever heard them. I couldn't nope. tell you either way and I doubt no, anybody else really could unless they were like diehard Jovi fans. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like the majority of them. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Um, of course, um, John Bon Jovi um, has acted in a number of films. Um, yep, I've seen him. In, I've seen him in several films. He's not bad. Yeah, he was in Young Guns too. I was going to say. I was going to say, were they all westerns? In, what's that? Were they all westerns? Well, he's got a, <laughs> no. He's got a thing. He's got a thing for the old west, like Kevin Costner has yeah. a thing for baseball. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, yep. He's done quite quite a few of movies, and and the only ones of real note that I have on here are the the Young Guns two, and then Pay It Forward, um, in the year two thousand, um, that feel good, um, lovey dovey kind of movie, oh. um, and then um, he also owns an arena uh, arena football team called Philadelphia Soul. Oh. Wow. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. That. And. <laughs> Yeah, I think and I knew that. Has... I think I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I knew that actually. That's pretty cool. And then he also, he, I think he owns that with, um, at some point, I'm not sure if Richie, the guitar player, Sambora. Richie Sambora, yep. he owned part of it with him, but I don't know if that's still hmm. the case. Okay, all right. But then um, John Bon Jovi also has opened um, a community restaurant called JBJ Soul Restaurant. It's hmm. like a community restaurant where you can pay what you can or you can volunteer to work there for food. Really? So that's, yeah, that's kind of cool as far as that's cool. to be kind of, you know, kind of sort of things, but yeah. So I, um, say, I, I, think, I think that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they are still um, they're still releasing shit. Yeah. Um, their last album being uh, was released in 2020, called God, 2020. That recently, last year, no shit. Yes, yeah, called 2020. Um, so they're still out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just think it's kind of they played a show on TV. Um, I think I think it was a, a benefit concert or something like that for COVID. Um, I'm thinking that's what it had to have been because it was within the past year or two that it was on there. And I just remember watching it and it's like, when did John Bon Jovi turn into somebody's grandma? Because that's exactly (laughs) what he fucking looks like. And when he's up there and played, he's got the really short white gray hair that looks like somebody's funky grandma. And then uh, when he's he's (laughs) dancing on stage, it's like an old woman dance that he's like doing on stage. It's like, oh, my God, he's turned into somebody's grandma. Right. So that just is like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Overall, uh, overall, what do you guys think about John Bon Jovi? Because I've never been a big fan of the music of the band at all. mm -hmm. But but I always thought, I don't know, he seemed like a cool guy to me. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's yeah. a nice guy. He seems very but... down to earth. Yeah. 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 He yeah. seems like a pretty cool dude to me. I've always thought that. I'm kind of not um, into the uh, debauchery of his exactly. career. Right. Kind exactly. of, you know, yeah. gave back a little bit um, as opposed right. to just taking everything. And taking and taking and taking. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yep. So there's that. Um, other members of the band, like uh, Richie Sambora, like I had mentioned, um, he ditched the band in 2013. So he stayed there for a while. Yeah. In 2013, I think he said he had enough. Um, he was mother, uh, married to Heather Locklear from 94 to 07. And they got divorced. Um, he's been in and out of rehab a couple of times for the first time um, in 07. And then he was arrested for drunk driving in 08. And then finally went back to oh, really? rehab in 2011. And he still makes music um, and does music for films and TV. And then um, the only other one, a member of the band, original member of the band that I found anything on really was uh, keyboardist David Bryan. Um, okay. And he actually does musical theater. He actually co-wrote the Toxic Avenger musical um, from 2009. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then um, also Diana, a musical about Princess Diana, um, which was in previews in March 2020. So I don't know if uh, the pandemic have derailed that at all or not. But um, as far as Bon Jovi, the band goes, and I say this not only to them, but any other rock stars who need to hear it, I just want to say it's okay. Even rock stars can retire. Yep. Nobody's gonna think any less of you if you do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, sometimes it's just, time to walk away. Exactly. I just need to put that out there as a general public service announcement to whoever needs to hear it. It's okay. You know, it's, it's Andy. Rock it's actually, stars can retire. It's funny that you're mentioning this, and the guy I'm gonna mention is not a rock star, but Tony Bennett announced his retirement uh last night or the day before, I think. Really? Okay. On, on social yeah. media that he's done. 70 years yep. and done. He's canceled yeah. the rest of his tour dates. He's fucking done. Yeah, I mean, nobody's that, saying you can't play music anymore, but you know what? You don't have to put it out there for everybody to hear, you know? Exactly, you right. do it for yourself, man. Yeah. Just 
<laughs> God, <laughs> to- Tony's Tony's just been so busy. He's always doing these albums with other celebrities and other pop stars <clears throat> and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's just like it's yeah. like my God, dude, enjoy your retirement. Retire, yeah. be done. You we love you. You were great, but stop. It's okay. Right. Yep, it's okay. You can retire. I wish I could say the same thing about the Stones, but I don't feel that way about the Stones. And <laughs> I, I know I, think- I know Craig will agree with me, but they still put out good shit. They have. They still put out some good songs here in the last yeah. several years. I think they were working on an album here recently. Wow. I mean, it's I not stuff like you they're... hear and you make and you can make fun of it. it, it it's stuff you hear and you're like, "Wow, that's actually pretty goddamn yeah. good." They're still rocking. I can't say that I've heard any of it, but maybe they're kind of like sharks, and that if they stop moving, they'll die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. see that. <laughs> That would make sense on so many levels. Well, Keith's talked about that a couple of times where that's a, that's when, when Keith would get in trouble with drugs. A lot of the time is like when they would be doing nothing for a while, you know, they'd go into a spell where they weren't on the road or they weren't in the process of making an album or something like that. And he'd be like, "Eh, okay, what do I do now? You know, drugs. (laughs) Yeah. Drugs. (laughs) What else is there? Drugs. Bring out the Coke. (laughs) Drugs are the answer. Keep his hands busy. So who else did you have, Brian? I, um, the other band I chose, um, was poison. Okay. Yeah. So you Dear know, Lord. And, and, I know. Pretty boys. Oh, I know, dude. I, I researched them quite a bit last night, and I also watched the behind the music of Poison. And behind the music can make anyone seem interesting. It's just a well done show. <laughs> right. You know, they can take anybody and make their lives seem interesting, and and that's what it does. So if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. It's good. Um, as far as where are they now? I alluded earlier to that conversation that uh, Vince Neal had had um, with Brett Michaels and Brett Michaels was saying, you know, you guys need to still tour three months, four months and go out there and you know, kick ass again. And Vince Neal was like, you know what, dude? No, we're fucking done. We are fucking done. Yeah. And, Brett, and Brett Michaels said at that point, he realized that poison is the last standing really of the hair bands. They're, they're selling out big amphitheaters still to this day. Um, they, they toured with Def Leppard in 2017, um, but but they still, uh, you know, they, they do their solo stuff as well. They all have solo projects going on, but they've re- retained the same four guys, Brett Michaels, C.C. DeVille on lead guitar, uh, Ricky Rocket on drums, and Bobby Dahl um, on piano and bass. Uh, sadly, Ricky Rocket, I know he's not dead, but it's sad because he got diagnosed with oral cancer. And I think it was maybe three, four years ago. Um, so that that's the the thing with him. So yeah, Ricky Rocket, the uh, the drummer, and Ricky Rocket struggled with drugs like everyone else and poison and all that shit. But you know, today Ricky Rocket is a jujitsu fighter. He's he's like Elvis in karate. He's like that's his thing now. Oh, that's wow. how he gets his rocks off. Yeah, that's what he does. And they got diagnosed with the throat cancer thing or oral cancer a few years back. Um, but as far as they go, poison, you look at Brett Michaels, everybody knows Brett Michaels, mm-hmm. CC DeVille, the lead guitar player, Ricky Rocket, and Bobby Dahl. And they have managed to keep the core of the band together through the years, through the decades. 
Uh, and like I said, they're still selling up big ass shows night after night yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Consummate and showmen. I've got to tell you, let, let's get off track here just for a minute because I want you guys' opinions. I think Poison is some of the worst music I have ever heard. Oh, in my absolutely. Life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Without a doubt. The, the, just the yeah. worst. I thought the best song that they ever did was Talk <laughs> Dirty to Me. And they and they ripped off the guitar riff from Cheap Trick for that one too. Oh God! From the song "She's Tight," the but that that everybody every rose has its thorn. Oh God, that, that song's makes terrible. Me want to end it. That song's terrible. <laughs> I I hate that, that song. It makes me question all of my life and everything in it, and it just makes me question life. Yeah. It's, it's so bad. They're all bad. Such a bad song. song. Terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Fits nicely or, or or follows suit quite um, well that uh, Brett Michaels went and did that VH1, I think it was reality series, The Rock yep. of Love or whatever yep. the fuck it was called. I, I oh, my God. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Brett Michaels is just he's one of those guys to me who just he just I don't know what it is about him. He just rubs me the wrong goddamn wrong way. way. Really? Man. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand him. <laughs> Expound on that a little bit. Like what? I don't know. I don't know. It's like every <laughs> he's time. A, he's a cocky little. General. He's a cocky <laughs> little shit. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just, uh, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't explain Well, like it. I said, I, you know, last night I watched, uh, just to be prepared, I watched two documentaries. One was on Poison and one was on Motley Crue. And I was not fans of these bands during the 80s. Like I said, I belong to the Depeche Mode crowd, the Cure crowd, Duran Duran, shit like that. Uh, but watching these two documentaries, I realized something that Motley Crue has actually quite a few songs that I don't mind at all, while Poison yeah. doesn't have even one that I right. like. Not even one. There was I mean, a, there they was a whole are lot. awful. Right. More musicality going on in um, Motley Crue, for sure. Yes. Um, over Poison, where it was just like, let's see how far we can take this kind of thing, where there was yeah, actually it's some... the envelope. That's all it is. Right. Yeah. Some real songwriting going on in Motley Crue, even though I didn't like it. But I can I can respect the fact that there was some actual um, thought beyond getting laid that yep, went into exactly. their music. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's weird, because when I think of Poison, I think when I was... Um, I don't know, God, I couldn't have been maybe... 14 or 15 years old, one of their first albums featured all four guys, if you want to call them guys, on the cover. <laughs> heavy, heavy makeup. Look what and the cat dragged in. I remember being, I don't know, 16 ish and seeing the album and going, these all look like Vanna White. It's like a band full of Vanna Whites. There was a guy that commented on that one time on the net. He says, if, he's like, fellows admit it. He goes, the first time you saw that album cover, you're like, man, those chicks are hot. <laughs> like, come on, just admit it. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. But you know what? Hey, I give them the props and the respect because they have managed to be, as as Brett Michaels told him, Vince Neil, the last man standing from, from that yeah. era. Uh, so that's that's kind of impressive. Uh, over the years, they they have swapped out members, as all these bands do. You know, one guy leaves because of a drug problem. C.C. DeVille... Uh, the lead guitarist had a major issue with cocaine. Oh, Finally yeah. He quit cocaine, and then he had a weight problem. He gained so, a ton of weight after he quit cocaine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so he, he says he realized that, according to him, food is a much bigger problem than drugs ever was. Uh, 
so you know he's he's struggling with that now, and he still does stuff solo, and he still does you know stuff with Poison. But I found I don't know I found that very interesting about CC Deville that he yeah. he struggled with cocaine, and I mean bad, really really bad. Um, and that band broke up and got back together quite a bit, especially after two thousand or so. You know, we talked about Vince Neil's accident. Um, Brett Michaels, Vince Neil's accident was in the heyday of Motley Crue. They were still, they were on top of the fucking world when that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, when Brett Michaels had his accident, they were not so much on top of the world. They actually kind of disbanded at that point, but he was like partying, you know, like crazy, um, slammed his Ferrari into a telephone pole. God, you, you gotta Google these pictures. The car is yeah. mangled. I don't know how he mm. walked out of that shit a, at all. He had a diabetic episode, I think, when he was behind yeah, the wheel did. because of alcohol. Yeah, he yep. like blacked, he blacked out. out. His blood sugar blacked was low. Out. He was a diabetic. Uh, his blood sugar was low. He was ridiculously fucked up and passed out behind the wheel. Um, but Damn. he lived. He lived to tell about it. So he's still with us and. He had another health scare, and I'm trying to think of the year this was, but uh, he had a brain hemorrhage. Um, Shit. I remember reading about this because I remember thinking, okay, there's the next celeb to go. He's going to die. And he didn't, uh, but he was in serious critical condition for quite a while. And the brain hemorrhage thing, I think, was, God, I want to say 2015-ish, maybe, something like that. Mm. Do you guys remember that at all? I don't. What what was it again? Mm -hmm. Do you remember brain Michaels and the brain hemorrhage? I think so. It sounds familiar. Yeah. A lot wasn't made about it because I think at that point he had reached a point in his career where people were like, oh, no one you cared know? anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But they have, uh, you know, like I said, people have left and come back. CeCe DeVille with his cocaine problem left the band. Um, ultimately coming back once he was clean and sober. Um, now dealing with a weight problem, but they they stuck a couple of other band members in there who are, you know, kind of you know Richie Cotson and uh, Bruce Saracino. I mean, I don't know these people at all, but the poison that is together right now is the core four. It's the Brett Michaels, CC Deville, Ricky Rocket, and Bobby Dahl. Um, you know, those guys have stayed together, and you know, like I said, they're the last band standing. I don't like their music. I think it sucks. I don't know if it could be mm-hmm. any worse. Right. right. Um, but I, I, hey, I give them the props, man. They've, they've managed to somehow stay together and they did a 20th anniversary tour a few years back. Then they went back into the studio to record some more. So, you know, they, they seem more active to me than any of the glam rock metal bands that I read about last night. They seem more together as a group, as an actual group. Oh, yeah. sure. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Something to aspire to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what was your second pick, Craig? Oh, this one was kind of a, I don't know, it was half jokey one, just because I was running out of options after everything that was already picked. I, uh, I, I picked Cinderella because I, I, I actually, when I was in junior high, I kind of liked them for a while. Uh, Yeah. They came out with the, with the debut, uh, night songs in 1986 which Shake Me was a big hit. Yeah. Remember, Shake Me all night. You got like the lead singer was <laughs> kind of trying to sound like Janis Joplin sort of, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. They had that goofy video with the, the Cinderella girl who's like cleaning the house and her two wicked stepsisters are like, 
we're going to the Cinderella concert. You're going to have to stay home and clean. Stay home. (laughs) And then, like, I forget how, but she ends up going to the concert. And then she ends up uh, like her, her, I don't know, her fairy godmother or whatever, dresses her up like this freaking streetwalker from the mid 80s. And she ends up leaving (laughs) with the group in their limo yeah. at the end and waving goodbye to her sisters outside of the freaking venue and everything. It's like, yeah, she's going to do the whole group tonight. You're right. <laughs> nice. Cinderella is getting dicked by all of them. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I told Craig this earlier. I actually saw them in concert um, because I went to see David Lee Roth solo. Uh, and what was that? 88 ish. Craig. Yeah, yeah. It would have been 88, right? With Steve I and all those guys. Long, Roth. Yeah, Long Cold Winter for Cinderella and Skyscraper for David Lee Skyscraper, Roth. Skyscraper, yes. And so Cinderella opened up for him. And I, I remember telling my buddies, do we have to go to this part? Or can we, like, <laughs> can we just chill out a little bit outside and, and then go in when David Lee Roth comes on? And no, they wanted to go in and they wanted to see Cinderella. Some of them like Cinderella. I, I don't know. They bothered me. They had some big songs, and they did. Long Cold Winter, they changed their, they kind of changed their sound up a bit. Already on their second album, they came, they became like a blues, uh, a blues hair band. <laughs> if that makes any sense. No. It yeah, doesn't. you know what? Well, that's <laughs> that, that's that's what I'm. Craig's right. I mean, what I'm reading is. Um, they ultimately shifted into what they call a blues rock based sound. Yeah. Uh, and that's from the early to mid nineties. So that's, that, that probably is still where they're at right now. Are they, are they listed as still active or what? Oh, let me see here. I don't know. Their guitarist died about a month ago. That doesn't help. Wow. Jeff Labar. How'd he die? I don't know. Huh? Um, <laughs> it just says he was found unresponsive by his ex. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, well, I, I remember I uh, the summer of 88, when long, ironically, when the album Long Cold Winter came out, yeah. I, I mowed a lawn for $10, a friend of my mom's, and it was hotter than shit outside. That was, a, that was the, win- the summer of a big drought that year. Oh, my. 1988. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I jumped on my bike, I was soaked with sweat, and I went down to the pharmacy that sold cassettes at the time and and spent the whole 10 bucks on Long Cold Winter by Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> so proud. That's a good Cinderella story. I like that. <laughs> and, That's nice. And I remember, too, shit. you remember the 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 – cheesy ballad that came out on that one don't know what you got till it's gone yes that i remember yeah the, yep. the song that it pretty much became pretty clear that tom Kiefer cannot sing <laughs> right like i remember we were at thanksgiving that year and my cousin who was like a freshman at uw he we were watching mtv at thanksgiving and he's just like this dude cannot sing <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I I thought it was he was just doing a lot of screeching because of the type of music they were doing on the first album. He's like, now they come out with this. It's just like this dude cannot sing, man. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Once you have a lead singer and he's he's your lead singer, he's your front man. 
it's going to get exposed if he sucks. Right. Eventually, it will be exposed that he sucks. Listen to it. Listen to that song sometime again and just listen to him in the verses. It's almost comical because he's like, (laughs) he's like getting all sad and sentimental, and his voice is like, (laughs) it's kind of of funny. So anyway, today I'm not even sure if there's still an operational group here today. Um, after that, after the guitarist died, that Jeff Labar. Yeah. Well, you know what? What I'm looking at right now says years active, 82 to 2014. So, um, wow. Oh, maybe, maybe the, not the then. guitarist death. They hung on that long, huh? Yeah, I know. Seriously. Wow. By the way, David Lee Roth's solo was awesome. Just to put that out there. Oh, the show? Oh my God! Yeah, he I was just so entertaining. He was so he was he was on the top of his game. I I he remember he just wasn't with Van Halen anymore. You remember that freaking the the couple of shots in the video for Yankee Rose where he had those chaps on? Yeah, oh my God, nothing yeah. underneath them. It's like no, oh, oh wow, dude, oh my no. goodness, I forgot about that. <laughs> Probably intentionally forgot about it, but I forgot about it. Ugh. Oh, man. It's like Dave. No, man. That's rough. No. <laughs> no. That's rough. It was a good show, though. I, I don't remember Cinderella doing anything, but I, I remember very impressed by David Lee Roth. Cool. All right. Rusty, did you have another one? Yeah, so I just threw Skid Row on here. Uh, oh. Rounded out. Um, so, and, and again, I mean, Sebastian Bach, I guess I kind of just associate Skid Row with Sebastian Bach yes. and he hasn't been with the band for a long time. So, um, well, so they're still a band? they are, so they're still, wow. um, you know, again, it's this, uh, they reformed because I guess when, when there's a weird little period where they, Sebastian Bach left and then they continued, what were they called? Ozone Monday to oh. change the name of the band and got a new singer huh. and then threw that away and reformed skid row in 99 um and apparently just before just before uh see what year was it they had asked nirvana to open for them and uh nirvana nirvana refused because of uh sebastian bach had a little uh an incident where he wore a pretty offensive t-shirt oh oh is that something about like the anti-gay stuff or something like that yep yeah so it was like a raid raid t-shirt but oh kills blank so so see that's right he's against them he just had like a novelty t-shirt on that was anti-gay oh it's i forgot all about that it said aids it was a takeoff on raid kills kills bugs dead it was aids kills kills blanks dead yeah so that got that got nirvana to not not like him (laughs) wow i can see that Probably the best decision there. Absolutely. But yeah, um, so they're, they're apparently still trucking. I mean, Sebastian Bach still has like, uh, you know, he pops up, he's on Trailer Park Boys, and he sort of bounces oh, around in, in TV shows. He's got some presence. I think I remember Sebastian Bach more than I've seen now. What was the name of the band again? Cinderella. Skid Row. Skid Row. Skid Row, Skid Row. right. Skid Row. Skid Row. Yeah. Oh, I remember Sebastian Bach before I remember anything about what he was associated with. They um, all run together after a while. Yeah. He was He was quite, I mean, uh, not to use it in that term, but very flamboyant 
as far as uh, a lead man goes for um, a, a band in that. I mean, he was out there in your face, ah, kind of shit that he would always yep. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was very annoying, but definitely the face, the only face I could tell you about that band. Yeah, I know. I I yeah. know nobody else. Nobody else. Nope. Yeah. Neither, neither do I. And you know what? I speaking about uh, Sam Bosch, I remember really liking him. Um, he was on. Uh, we remember the '80s, I think, for a while, and they would throw in like like different topics, and they would have comedians and you know rock stars or whatever you know comment yeah. on actors and stuff, comment on you know what they were remembering from the '80s. And one of the things was was Hall and Oates, and uh, Sebastian Bach was like, "You guys are wanting to make the fun of one of the greatest voices in the history of the world, and Daryl Hall. I'm just not going to do it." And I remember thinking, "Yeah, I guess kind of cool." <laughs> yeah you know yeah they were trying to get him to make fun of private eyes you it was like oh dude when when you have a voice like daryl hall sing whatever the fuck you want to sing and just don't worry about anything else yeah you know, you've got that voice you've got free reign to sing anytime you want so i remember thinking wow sebastian box he, he seems like a cool guy that's about as much as i know about skid row seriously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the youth gone sebastian wild Buck had uh, hernia surgery in 2017 uh, really? Who did? Sebastian. 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 It was singing related. Right. Yep. So he has a quote. He literally screamed his guts out. Wow. I can see that. Jeez. So what was what was their just to kind of help, you know, rattle my memory? What was their like hit, like in the eighties? What really put them on the map? Youth Gone Wild. Youth Gone Wild and Eighteen in Life was a big deal. Oh, I remember what you. Life? All the girls love the song. I remember you. Walking, I don't, remember, I don't even you don't remember it. that song? That song was you. not ringing any bells. Not, not no, I remember Sebastian Bach. Okay. Hold I, on. That guy. I remember on. Me too. <laughs> remember Anything you made, I couldn't tell you. Walking hand in hand. Blah, 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 blah. I remember you. You don't remember that song? That's it. Well done. God, no. You don't Andy, remember do. that song? How could you not remember that song? The song of, was everywhere. Kind of. Andy Lane, you I remember guess. it? You do? Kind of? Kind of. Now now that Greg has shared his rendition. <laughs> that was a nice little of... serenade there, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Really yeah. That was nice. I, I can kind of remember it a bit. All the girls got all the girls got clammy shorts over that one. Yeah, there was a lot of, you know, oh my God, so that's oh, going on. Well, they did. <laughs> Which is actually really kind of gross, Craig. So thank you <laughs> for that visualization. Well, and, yeah, you know, great. Well, they did. That's good shit. <laughs> that was just, just like, oh God, shut up with that song. But yeah, he was he was really high energy. I mean, he he was the band. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Period. He was the face of that band, no question about it. Yeah. And and like Russ had said earlier, yeah, they, they are still listed as active, you know, you know, as a band right now. Yeah. I think they broke up Crazy. for one year in ninety nine ish and then got back together and they've been together ever since. So I don't know who pays for oh, you know, to see Cinderella at this point. Um in their heyday, I avoided them like a plague because I didn't want to go see the opening act of David Lee Roth. Um, but I can't imagine them being so amazing right now that people are are paying to <laughs> yeah, see, know. you know, Skid Row. Hard-earned yeah. money paid to see these bands. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine anybody over the age of 50 
Right. Or under, yes. excuse me, under the age of 50 <laughs> going to see that band. No, I can't either at all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just wouldn't happen. They're still active today is what you're saying, right? They're technically still active. Both, mm -hmm. both still active. and Bach and Skid Row. They, they had reformed in, I think, 2015 or something. Sebastian Bach came back for kind of a reunion okay. situation because they keep having vocalists. Uh, they had a vocalist, Johnny Solinger, died of liver failure. Um, yeah, they've kind of gone through vocalists. Hmm. So the band okay. is still trying to be the band without Sebastian Bach. Right, but I think there's talk of Sebastian Bach. You know, he, Coming he rejoins back. them time to time. Okay, all right. That quick just seems side, pointless to me. Quick side, <laughs> yeah, I does to me too. I agree. Uh, that, quick topic from everyone. I just want to hear your opinions. What do you think about when, when a band continues with, with a lead singer after the the very recognizable front front man has stepped uh, step down? Like say Steve Perry no. or Journey. Exactly. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Yes. That's no. Tough. Michael Hutchins with NXS. That's tough. Um, it is tough. I agree. Yeah. Because it shouldn't be done. Right. And if it's over, it's, it's over. Let it go. It's so, yeah. I, and it's sad to say because, you know, the other music, musicians in the band, you know, they have talent. They they got it there too. It was an all on, sure. you know, the Definitely. lead singer who did it. Yeah. But I mean, the vocals of a song are so integral. I mean, yeah. a guitar oh, yeah. player totally can learn agree. to play the guitar track like yeah. the other guy did. I mean, there's certain stuff that you can do, but I mean, that, that voice is just so unique. Right. To the to the song, to the style, to everything. So for me, it, it's a hard sell. I completely See, I, hard I, sell. I remember watching something. It was like a game show, basically, it was like a contested kind of deal where they were were trying to basically find the next Michael Hutchins, uh, yeah, to be the lead guy in NXS. And I remember thinking, this is so fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Michael Hutchins is dead, and he was sad to say, but he was NXS, and that's all there is to it. You can't get yeah, around absolutely. it. Absolutely. You, you know, you just, and you I'm a huge NXS fan, so yeah, to see them trying to recruit a new member, to, you know, to take over lead vocal duties to me was just silly, mm -hmm. right? I will say something though about, yeah, yeah, I will say something though about um, the guy who took over for Steve Perry, he's that almost good. right on, <laughs> that guy's almost badass. right on there, yeah, he's yeah. good. I will give him that, but still, I mean, I was never a huge Journey fan. My sister, though, on the other hand, just completely just Journey all the fucking time. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of, you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, he does a really, really good job, like almost spot on exactly. But it's just like, eh, come on, guys. And it's time to hang it up. Yep, exactly. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah it's fine. Like yeah. I said, rock yeah. stars, you can retire. It's okay. Right? Hey, Tina <laughs> You know what? Tina Turner retired. Yeah. She, she was like one day, you know what? I think I'm, I'm done. done. I've done it. enough shit. I'm done. And then reading this article earlier today about Tony Bennett saying, you know what? 70 years is a long time to go mm -hmm. on stage. I think I might be done. Who, who is yeah. that? Tony Bennett. Oh, Tony Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's 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 hard. I can imagine hard to separate, but it's, it's oh, a sure. job. Yeah. It's still, it's a job, but it's also with the musicians and that it's their fans. It's no, dude, it's who you are. You know, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like I, yeah. they struggle. I'm sure with that, that it being number one, a job, and then being basically who they are. Yeah. Right. You know, so, I don't know. So, but yes, you can retire. It's okay. It's okay. 
It's totally okay. okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? If, if you're putting out stuff like the Stones do, and, and, and it's all pretty potent stuff, hey, man, keep going. But if you're struggling, and mm -hmm. you're in your mid-60s possibly, dude, hang it the motherfuck up. Yeah. Be done. Yep. You're playing Just the state. You're playing the freaking state fair somewhere, you know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yes. Some backwater uh casino, dude. Right. Let it go. Be done. Let it go. <laughs> it's not worth it. I mean, I imagine, you know, if you've got money issues, I can see the need to do it, but you know, sure. I'm sure there's other things you can do. Oh God, yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there's no question yeah. about it. Yeah. Father time catches up with everybody. Exactly. No one escapes father time. Hypothetically, yep. you mentioned the lead singer, the iconic lead singer dying. What if Mick Jagger were to like drop dead all of a sudden before they were going to all of a sudden? God, can you imagine the backlash if they tried to fit in someone else? <laughs> like, I was like, who in the hell would you like, like taking somebody from their, somebody that's their age and try to replace Mick with like oh, Peter, Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits I, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Please in the case of. to introduce myself. I'm a man right. and taste. I think in the case of Rolling, the Rolling Stones, if that were to happen, I think, I think they probably would just let it go. Number one. But if they did, they would, they would more than likely have um, a very well-known established uh, vocalists rotate in and out to like play their hits. I don't think they would continue. You know what I'm saying? Like they would do concerts every now and then, but very yeah. famous people would come in to sing. Right. You know, kind of like a, a tribute kind of shit going on. Peter Newman, I don't, for I don't instance. Think... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I think the Rolling Stones just individual. I think they would just. They That's they would probably call. I mean, because Keith Keith Richards would, would probably yeah. just be like, okay, dude, mixed 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 dead. You know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. we're done. It's done. Yeah, it's over. Yep, it's over. Yeah. Well, that was a fun look back um, and uh, look into the present of where some of these hair metal bands have uh, come from and where they are now. A lot of interesting stuff. Some stuff I didn't know. Um, but a fun episode at that. And I thank you very much for joining us on this episode of Those 80s Kids. Remember, be sure to check us out on Facebook, on Instagram. No, not Instagram, but I've been thinking about that one. I meant to say Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> check us out on Twitter, um, those80skids.com. Uh, be sure you can download our uh, podcast wherever you get your podcasts, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, um, everywhere. Just look for those 80s kids. Don't forget to check us out also on Patreon, where um, for just $5 a month, you can access some additional audio content um, with Afterthoughts with Craig and Brian. Some great stuff going on there. Got a new yeah, episode fun, coming out fun, on fun, that fun, as well. Fun, fun Yes, stuff. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we just even appreciate you listening and for all your followers and that on Facebook and Twitter. So thank any you for joining. Is, any support is welcome. If you, want to mail, if you want to mail us a nickel, that's cool. <laughs> we'll fucking take it. It all adds we will up. Take we'll it. take it. All adds yep. up at some point. You bet. <laughs> Absolutely. You're right. We, we're going to need our medication here at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting old is what I'm trying to yep, say. Indeed. Anywho. Yes. So thank you very much for joining us on today's episode. For those 80s kids, remember, I am Andy. I'm Brian. I'm Craig. And I'm Rusty.
those 80s kids are Andy Lane, Brian Lundberg, Craig Dillon, and Rusty Daddy. Music by Atokada. Third-party clips used within are the sole property of their respective owners. Those 80s Kids Remember podcast is a production of those80skids.com, 2021, all rights reserved. Thank you.